What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. On today's episode of After the Snap, we will be discussing the heartbreaking news out of the Mississippi State football program and the direction that they're going to go after Coach Leach's passing. It is also Ferguson Bowl week. We will be talking all things Bills Dolphins as we approach week 15. All of this and more is coming at you right now. It's time for After the Snap. Let's go. Every snap is an interview. After the snap. What a snap. And keep your mouth shut, 50. I lead by example. With Blake and Reed Ferguson discussing life in, out, and after football. To be able to leave walking away with a degree and a championship, uh, it couldn't be any better. Yeah! Well, you can take this boy out the real south on a bunch. Can't take the real south out of my voice. And now here we go again. Twist a little bit deeper. Well, Blake, I uh, want to welcome you into our first uh, first edition of After the Snap, presented by SB Nation. Cheers. Cheers to that. I'll uh, I'll crack a cold Ooh, one to there. Love a fresh Little, crack. Little uh, fresh yingling. Pinky's out. Pinky's up. Cheers to uh, new beginnings. Um, as you mentioned in the intro, uh, for those that are listening on the audio, I uh, want to start off with, obviously, uh, sending our condolences to Mississippi State, uh, the Mississippi State family, the Leach family, uh, for losing a, a legend of the game, I would say. I know <clears throat> I saw a lot. I saw somebody had posted about uh, about Mike Leach and his passing, and they said that the parameters for making it into the College Football Hall of Fame <clears throat> One of the parameters was winning, having a winning percentage above 60%. And he was like at 59.5. So somebody, somebody was, somebody was saying, can we just maybe round this up? Because he definitely deserves, I think he met, definitely met a few of the other criteria, maybe conference championship or something along the way. Um, But he, that was one of the ones where he, fell short statistically but yeah. i think we can all agree that mike leach uh whether it's his coaching on the field or the amazing sound bites he gave us off the field uh which were hall of fame worthy in and of themselves yeah. uh, just amazing so um rest in peace uh mike leach you will definitely be missed um i, I i'm i'm assuming each team next year will probably do some kind of moment of silence for him when they yeah. when they play yeah. Mississippi State. I know it's that would be a long way away, but in terms of uh, football timing of things, I, I have to imagine um, that that the the teams, at least the SEC teams, would do something for him. Yeah, and um, you know, just absolutely heartbreaking uh, for the players, for his fellow coaches on his staff everybody that's in, in that building and that, that he's um, had a relationship with 
Uh, River Craycraft, who is one of our wide receivers, uh, was with him at uh, Wazoo and was just, um, you know, kind of at a loss for words with all of it have, having happened so fast. But um, as it you was, said, uh, less than a week, I believe. Was it maybe four yeah, or five days? I think, it was, I think it was only a couple of days. Yeah, a couple of days. Um, because when I, I heard, I heard about it, I think on Sunday. Um, and then, and then obviously Tuesday, uh, Tuesday having, having passed, we're recording this on Wednesday. Sure. But, uh, as you said, total, just hall of fame, press conference, soundbite, all of the above hilarious, um, just stories I've read all over Twitter of just the experiences that, that fans have had with him, um, other coaches who've come from his coaching tree. If you didn't know, um, there was a player way back when um, that was walking on. Um, I don't remember specifically what school. And Mike Leach cut him from the program and offered said player a um, coaching assistant role with the team. Said like I a, don't like think an analyst. Yeah, said I. Well, maybe like a GA was actual type coach, okay, student assistant role. Said I don't. I don't think you're going to be a great football player, but I do see you in the coaching world and having a future in coaching. Player says, Nah, I'm not really interested, and and just kind of left. Next day, comes back and starts his coaching career. And he's now the head coach of the USC Trojans, Lincoln Riley. No kidding. Not kidding. No kidding. I read that on Twitter yesterday. So just crazy, crazy impact that that he's had on the game. I I was hearing one of our our offensive players this morning at breakfast talking about how uh, he wonders like what kind of – what kind of impact that he's truly had on the, the the offensive scheme that you now watch in 2022 obviously was sort of the, the, the beginning of the run and gun offense. Uh, but it's hard to know truly the, the um, innovation that he had for the game uh, until uh, probably long after he's gone. But, yeah. Uh, condolences to everyone in the Mississippi State program, uh, Wazoo, all the way back to Texas Tech, uh, his family. And um, we will we will uh, all remember the fun moments watching Mike Leach. That is for sure. Absolutely. So Reed, Reed, I, I want to get into – I have a question. Okay. I have a question before we get into last weekend's games. All um, right. Bring it. So uh, you probably saw – uh, something that I posted last night uh, relating to some hazelnut flavored chocolates mm. uh, that mm. are a uh, delicate holiday tradition. Um, mm. What are your What are your thoughts on Ferrero Rocher chocolates? See. I I don't understand your hate for them. Don't have a hate um, for them. You said I'm not convinced anyone actually likes Ferrero Rocher chocolates. 
to me yes, that is I think there's a difference. That is I was slander. saying okay, fair. I was saying I think people I think there are a fancy looking candy that people give and nobody actually like ends up eating them all. They're just like, mm, those are fancy candies and they just kind of sit there until they're too. Oh, oh, we got those for Christmas. Oh, it's March 15th. Uh, let's throw those away. Right. I think I remember that was my take up, on it. That was I my think take I remember growing it. up and we had a cabinet. We had that cabinet in the kitchen that was like full of all the candy. And I think that some of dad's like Ferrero Rocher <laughs> Uh, stocking stuffers ended up in there on a very regular basis. So I, I my, do understand what you're saying. Exactly. Okay. Which it's actually hilarious that you bring this up because I was actually given a six pack of them today by the lady who uh, comes and cleans my house. She how timely she, she gave them gave, to you. She gave me a little because she doesn't expect you to eat them. <laughs> So she can eat them when she, when comes, she comes to clean house, house next house. week. That's right. Um, so hilarious that you bring it up. I personally am a Ferrero Rocher fan. I don't go seeking them out. I don't know that anybody goes seeking them out for themselves. They are Apparently, often used some people as my a, mentions. My mentions were all over the place. You got uh, three hundred. You got three hundred responses. Yeah, very shocking. Uh, not at all what I expected. First off, but the uh, the 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 first wave of replies were eighty twenty. Like yes, just because Cole Beasley came back doesn't mean you got to come up with some new drama. <laughs> right. I mean, j the first wave of replies last night were like, "Oh my gosh, you're so wrong. They're amazing." And then a bunch of people started flooding in that were like. Uh, Reed, I got your back on this. They're not that good. So I think if you took a poll, it would be more even than you think it is. Anyway, there right, was one person in there that I replied and I said, I said, my take is similar to the question, the, the question of, do, have you ever seen your neighbor take their groceries in? No. Tell me you've tell me you've tell me you've you've caught your neighbor in the act of no. taking their groceries in. It no, doesn't happen. We're in, a, we're in a simulation. You don't ever see people eating ever... Ferrero Rocher chocolates. You just see them bought. On you see them sitting on the shelves. You see them. You see people scanning them in the self checkout at Target, and then they give them away, and nobody ever eats them. So two. Two responses that I just okay. came across that I I was like <laughs> holding in laughter. The first one from Ligma Johnson. He got fired from Twitter, by the way. <laughs> Josh Allen1769 is his username. <laughs> he says, delete this. You said sorry, Ligma. <laughs> it's okay, sir. <laughs> If you don't like those, I suggest trying the new bump and chocolate. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, next to 
the ones Did with these. <laughs> oh my gosh! Both that back and forth that you and Reed, that you and Ligma Johnson had, has me rolling. And then both of, okay. both of these, both of these, both of these um, chocolates. Both of, both of these chocolates. Speaking of both of these, um, I also enjoy a lint truffle, which you also brought up in your mentions. Yes. I think I those are better. agree with you. Okay. I agree with you. And somebody actually pointed out to me well, that they're owned by the same company. Um, but I do think it's important to have the right lint truffle. And for no the listeners who don't caramel. know what we're talking about, there are several colors of the wrapping and they come in like assorted bags. But you have to have the milk chocolate or the caramel dark chocolate. Caramel ones of those are are you serious? Oh. Um I don't even know what the other like white chocolate. Um white chocolate's good. Sea salt? Dark chocolate's good. Mm. How do we feel about sea salt? Milk I don't think chocolate, that was white chocolate, dark chocolate, caramel. Caramel. You said caramel. I was joking. Okay. Liar. Uh, but yeah, I, I would I would wholeheartedly agree with you that <laughs> lint truffle chocolates are way better than um both Way better than the the Ferrero Rocher, so. Uh, but as uh, previously scheduled, I want to get to a quick recap of Absolutely. this past weekend's games before we dive like dolphins into Week 15. I see what you that did was there. off the, the top of my noggin. Yes. Um, so the last time we spoke, uh, I was out on the West Coast in Los Angeles, California. Yes, and I'm I'm glad to be back in the great state of Florida um, for a, a multitude of reason reasons. Uh, the West Coast trip was not very nice to us, and came back with two losses. Uh, most recently, a loss to the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, a couple immediate reactions. SoFi Stadium is insane. Sick. That is the coolest. Like we talk, we we talk with our um, with our interviewees about favorite away stadium and least favorite away stadium. That's that's number one. Like really far and away number one. Yeah. Yes, it was Vegas. Very now cool. it's now it's SoFi. It did feel <laughs> very like it felt like we were just playing, and it was like just us. Like it didn't feel like there were fans really like. Hmm. Involved, Atmosphere. and I don't know. I don't know if that's because there's not a ton of Chargers fans in LA yet. Maybe there are, and they just weren't super loud. They're all at the but game. There were a. I felt like it was fifty-fifty Dolphins to Chargers fans, like lots of Dolphins fans in there. And so I guess for that reason, it didn't feel like a true away game in terms mm. of like atmosphere. Um, other reactions, Tyreek had a, an absolute freak touchdown uh, where Jeff Wilson uh, fumbled, ball like is squirting around 
and squirts out like right into Tyreek's hand. And we, we were watching it on film uh, earlier in the week. And uh, you can actually see Tua, Tua like, like points his, his finger and he like knows it's a touchdown before Tyreek has even like crossed the line of scrimmage. Like it's like, yeah. he's gone. And if, if there's <laughs> anybody that you want that fumble to fall to, it's sure. Tyreek Hill. Uh, that was definitely one of the crazy. I watched the whole game. That was definitely one of the craziest plays I've ever it. seen. Um, funny note on that actually. Uh, and I'm saying this because I do, uh, play fantasy football with some buddies. Mm. Um, this week or last week, I guess week 14 was the last week for like pushing into the fantasy playoffs. Uh, okay. And in uh, in one of the matchups there, that, excuse me, that touchdown, uh, one guy had, one guy was trying to make the playoffs and one guy, the other guy was uh, also trying to make the playoffs, fighting for the same playoff spot. Uh that touchdown was counted as a punt return touchdown, like a fumble right. return it, for a touchdown. He yeah, didn't get any. A, couldn't have been a reception. Right. A reception or a rush. Okay. See, I uh, thought it would have so, been play, put as a rush. Yeah. He, if, if uh, he didn't get any credit for the yards wow. uh, that he ran. It was like 60-yard touchdown. Um, and those that actually kept the guy from making the playoffs was I'd those, be living. He lost by less than six points or something. Oh man! So I would uh, be, just a I funny would be like uh, with that. that's like a, a technicality of of I guess the yeah. way it's scored. But uh, yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. So uh, just last last uh, point of interest on um, this past week. Definitely glad to be. Heading back to the East Coast, um, got back to Miami early Monday morning. Like the, I rolled in my driveway uh, because it was a primetime game. I rolled in my driveway. It was like six thirty in the morning, uh, coming all the way back from California, and the sun was like already coming up. So mm-hmm. uh, that was different for sure. Yeah, um, but, I remember when we yeah. came back from LA. Mm-hmm. Uh, Erica went to the game. Um, so I was home by myself and it was like, uh, I got home at like six 30 and just fell seven, mm-hmm. seven AM or something. I just fell right to sleep. Yeah. See m- the problem that I had was I actually fell asleep on the plane hmm. and I was not able to fall Tough asleep to go when back I got to home. Sleep. Yeah. It's like yeah, taking a nap sure. like two hours before you're supposed to go to bed. Like, yeah. I just, I, I literally got home. I took a shower cause I felt disgusting from sitting on a plane for five hours, four hours. And I like laid on the couch to kind of just like chill for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not tired. Couldn't sleep. Just feel that. nothing. So feel that. Uh, I slept really good Monday night. That is for sure. Uh, but Tell us about your week 14, please. Yes. Uh, we hosted the New York Jets um, on Sunday afternoon, beat them 20 to 12. Uh, it was a little closer uh, than we would have liked, um, but uh, came out hey, with a win, win is a win. Dude. A win is a win. Uh, and what's, the the, what's the cliche? It's hard to win in this league. Yep. It's hard to win in the NFL. 
So. Yeah, that's right. Um, I thought you were going to say follow that up with something else. But um, nope. a win is a win is a win is a win. It uh, doesn't matter how you get it done. Um, though the it was uh, about 37 degrees. Yeah, it looked absolutely disgusting out there. And pouring rain. Yeah, it wasn't snowing. It was it was raining. It was raining until the fourth quarter. And then okay. that's when the snow started coming down, which made it way better. Yeah. I'd definitely rather snap in the snow than the rain because yeah. the ball, it does not affect the footballs as much. Yeah. Um, but those, you know, for it's almost the, like a dry, it's almost like a drier, yeah. uh, for, I mean, obviously it is because it's not, it's not wet. It's yeah. frozen. Uh, but I'm, I'm interested to see this weekend. Yeah. We'll get to for, that in a minute. But. For the majority of the game, it, it, it was giving us the toughest um, conditions for our position. Yeah. Definitely. It was um, sort of windy, really cold, and raining, not snowing. And that's that's like the ultimate trifecta for yeah. tough snapping conditions. Do you, um, do you feel like that snapping field goals or snapping punts is harder in bad weather like that? Um, great question. Because I have, I have my answer through my experience just with cold yeah. weather and also like windy, rainy games. Obviously yeah. never, I've never played in the snow. Um, but I am interested to hear your take. I would say it's easier to, uh, for me with a wet ball and wet conditions, um, it's a little easier to adjust for that on a punt snap because there's a little more time for the punter to have a, a little bit of a bigger radius to yeah. aim at instead of I'm just aiming for his belt buckle every time. Right. Um, and that, but on, a, cause on a field goal, you're still, I mean the, the, the op time you're still aiming for under one, three, so right. the, whether, you know, whether you hit, you know, you've got to make sure you still hit that spot and your laces are still pointing forward. Um, so it still presents a challenge, but you're not really worried about the laces on a punt snap. So as long as you can right. flick it back there in his, in, in you know, in his body frame, um, yeah. you know, he, and Sam does a great job and they can, the most punters can get it off. Yeah. Um, Okay. So, that's, uh, that's yeah. the, that was the answer that I had in my, in my brain. It's, it's a yeah. lot harder to be accurate and consistently accurate with a, with a wet ball. And I think it's a little easier to adjust to a little bit off here, a little bit off there on, on punts for sure. For but sure. Um, two more things. Uh, one related to the game. Uh, there's been a lot of, uh, a lot of the, the Mike White stuff quarterback for the jets I don't know. I'm sure you've seen it. That guy took an absolute pounding. He took yeah. like three took, huge hits in the game. He took two hits that I thought he was. I thought he was leading the game. I didn't, and I I was on the sideline obviously for all three of them. But I was on the sideline either talking to somebody or not paying attention to the quarterback. I was either watching downfield or something, and I missed like the first two hits. The Ed mm. Oliver one and the Matt Milano one where he Milano. basically bent him yeah. in half. Uh, yeah. One of the hardest quarterback hits I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, you know, 
mad respect to that guy for continuing to come back. I mean, came back in. They they felt like, like they changed plays. quarterback. Felt like they changed quarterbacks like four or five times after he got hit. He'd get hit. Flacco would come in for a bit, yeah. and Mike White, and then Flacco. You know, they kept yeah. chopping and changing a little bit because Mike White kept getting hit. But uh, mad respect to him for uh, fighting for his team like that. Um, second thing, uh, and it's as of uh, yesterday, uh, Cole Beasley is back with the Bills. So excited to have him back. Um, he is a uh, was a he love. retired. He, he was retired. I, I guess maybe. I don't know if it was like official or not. I'm not really sure. Okay. I haven't heard. I haven't talked to him about it. But um, gotcha. Uh, I saw. Glad to I have saw. Him a, I think it was one of the headlines that I saw today said that he uh, was back with the Bills after a brief retirement stint. Maybe so. But I, I, I wasn't really sure if he was just kind Brett of a Favre came out of retirement. So, that, uh, but I don't. Uh, but I didn't remember him like actually saying. I'm retiring and I'm done. Yeah. I'm walking away from the game, you know, so mm-hmm. I wasn't, I wasn't quite sure with that. Yeah. Um, so glad to have him back. But uh, last thing on um, this past weekend, in terms of a recap, I want to get into the after the snap clutch snap of the week. And for Let's those go. who are, uh, for those who are just now tuning in um, to after the snap, if this is your first episode, we like to hand out, uh, a after the snap clutch snap of the week award to uh, college or NFL long snappers who exude excellence mm. in field goal or punt snaps that are uh, game clinching game winners um, crunch under, time crunch time uh, under pressure punt snaps we've given out um, different you know it could be a whole array of things so uh, this week's after the snap clutch snap of the week goes to Army long snapper Ryan Aguilar for the game-winning field goal snap on the 39-yard field goal in double overtime to beat Navy. So congratulations to Ryan Aguilar. Um, I just have to say, uh, when I saw it was 10-10 at the end of the fourth quarter, I was like, man. Because I, I I was busy most of the day on Saturday, mm-hmm. and I saw it was ten ten at the end of the fourth quarter. And I was like, man, this is these this is a football game. Yeah, this, this is a football game. This is Army Navy. This is Army <laughs> Navy. Um, and it's so funny because I saw like the over under was like twenty six points or something like that, oh, like geez. something super yeah. low. Yeah, and uh, it was like the the game had had hit the under like. 16 years in a row yeah. or something like that, it's which like is just wing, bananas wing versus triple option. Exactly. Like, exactly. Year after year. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, congratulations to Ryan uh, Aguilar for his game winning snap uh, to win the game for army. Uh, speaking Freedom. of those, those, those jerseys are fantastic. I know we talked about them uh, last week, but uh, yeah, yeah, unbelievable. Fantastic. Reed, I have a, I have a quick question for you. Um, about I actually have two questions. One, uh, one, um, Caleb and I were discussing this. Caleb was on the pod uh, two weeks ago when you were absent, and his question was, "Do you lean one way or another, pulling for Army or Navy for any reason, or do you just like have a team that you pull for, like?" 
or do you just watch the game? I think uh, I just watch the game. Okay. Because I don't, I can't like bring myself to cheer for one or the other. Okay. I don't. The only person that I know that has played in the game is uh, Joe Cardona, uh, mm. who snapped obviously snapped for Navy. Um, yep. So I think that would. Yeah, I don't know. and the, the reason I ask that is because I feel like that there's sort of this feeling of I don't really know who to pull for, but I'm pulling for one of the two teams, and I just don't know why. Like I pull for Army, yeah. and I don't know why I pull for Army. I think it's probably because I like their uniforms better consistently. Sure, but um, I don't know why our, I pull for Army year after year. But I one just, of our strength yeah. coaches is actually uh, was a was at. Uh, he, he was a strength coach at Army, and um, he nice. actually had a hand in uh, coming up with the pregame like, hype song that they play in the stadium uh, for Army. I think it's uh, – I don't know if it's Tsunami. I think it's tsunami, that Tsunami song. Uh, okay. I have to double-check with him. But Interesting. Uh, that presents an opportunity for me to cheer for Army because – cool of my guy will so uh i guess shout shout out out to will Will. my second question uh regarding army navy is um is how many how many passing attempts do you think were made between the two teams um on saturday oh my goodness um between over combined set an over under Yes. Okay. We set the over under at eleven <laughs> and oh, a half. <laughs> I want to go over. I want to go over. Fifteen so passing bad. attempts. Oh my gosh! There were three by Navy. There were three passing attempts. One quarterback was one for one. For 25 yards, the other quarterback, uh, Mayner, was zero for two, um, and then uh, Army had Army. <laughs> Army was uh, one quarterback was two of ten, okay. and the other quarterback was zero for two. So clearly, oh, a uh, a <laughs> heavy on the rushing side of the of the football. There were yeah. one, two, three, four, five, six players that that ran the ball for army and uh, <laughs> another six that ran the ball for Navy. So Goodness. just army Navy classic Was it bad weather, classic football. Um, I don't think it was like particularly bad. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't know one I mean, way or the was, other. No, I think Not it was just deal. cold. I think it was just cold. Um, I don't remember it being like heavy snow like we've seen in in yeah. Philadelphia or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but I also wasn't watching like super super intently. Sure. Um, coming up after the break, it is Ferguson Bowl week. We will be discussing the forecast for this weekend's game and more right after this. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. 
you can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. So, Reed, it is our turn to travel to Buffalo for Ferguson Bowl number six. That's right. We are approaching the sixth time that you and I have played in our football, played against each other in our football careers. And I think that is bonkers. Absolutely bonkers. It feels like it was just, it feels like it was just week two of my rookie year and y'all were in Miami. Yep. Uh, and we were we were kind of taking our picture for the first time, not really knowing what this was going to look like uh, down the road. But super super excited to be heading up to Buffalo. Um, obviously, when you go to Buffalo a week before Christmas, there is a little bit of um, a third player in this game. There are the Bills. Absolutely. There are the Dolphins. And there is Lake Erie. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna say Mother Nature, but Lake Erie, I like that. I like that. Lake Erie, two miles, two miles off of uh, Bill Stadium. Is it Bill? It's Bill Stadium. Highmark Stadium. High, is it Highmark? Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Two miles is probably a little short, but it's definitely okay. not far. A Cu- couple miles off of yes. Um, off of the stadium uh and we so the way that the way that coach mcdaniel presented um the outlook by the miami dolphins on this game and the weather is that it is sort of just you have to play it as like a mindset thing like you cannot absolutely you cannot worry and and track and and just paralysis by analysis of the weather on a daily basis, hourly basis, because it changes so much between right now yes. on a Wednesday night and what is actually going to happen on Saturday evening. Um, but I, ra- I rarely even look at weather not for home it. games up here. I rarely even look at weather forecasts um, with uh, outside of 48 hours. Yeah. And I'm the same way with, with Miami, like in September, it's just not worth because it'll say it's going to be sunny and then it'll downpour for three hours or it'll say it's going to be 
raining and you'll be like, oh, well, I guess it's not going to actually rain because it's it's never right. Like it's just it's not even worth. We've had five percent, you know, chance of rain on a Tuesday and it ends up raining on Sunday. And then we've had ninety five percent chance of rain on Sunday, you know, on on a Tuesday. And by Sunday, it's sunny and, you know, it's bearable. So, yeah, yeah, we've had it. We've definitely had it both ways. As of right now, if this ad will go away on my weather app. As of right now, we are sitting at 96% snow and a high of 35 degrees on Saturday. That is correct. Um, it's always we will best. See if that actually. Go for it. Yep. It's always best to check the local guys um, just because the national, don't, they don't follow the trends. A lot of the apps don't follow the trends as closely. Um, so shout out to our guy, Patrick Hammer, chief Ooh, meteorologist Hammer. for uh, WGRZ in Buffalo, New York. Uh, his tweet as of uh, this morning says, it's happening. A snowy Bills game with a gusty breeze as well. Not as heavy. Important distinction, not as heavy as what we dealt with a month ago. I can't believe that was a month ago. But snow could be moderate to heavy. Mm. And a lot of that, I was reading his timeline yesterday. A lot of it, uh, he was posting some maps and stuff uh, that go with some of the tra- the wind trails and the snow, like the snow forecast yep. trails. Um, a lot of it depends on, A, how much uh, – I think he said how much air pressure is picked up over the lake and where the wind streams are going uh, Friday, like later in the day Friday. Okay. Which would be Saturday, our Saturday before the day, day before the game. Day before uh, the that game. will affect whether some of the snow hits north of us or if we just get pounded. Uh, and, and I say pounded, uh, nothing com- will compare to what we got a few weeks how, ago. How long did it end up taking to melt all of that snow? Like, did it ever all go away? There's, still, have- there's still some high mounds left that wow. were just clear. There was so much cleared and stacked yeah. up that there was they just like a lot of black and gray now. My, I can see my yard now. Okay. But yes, the snow is very dirty on the side of the road and stuff, where there's still piles up. But um, yeah, uh, uh, and and in terms of moderate to heavy, uh, most people tend to believe that is anywhere from seven to nine plus inches, uh, which sort of sounds like what we got a few years ago in 2017. Uh, you yep. were at that game with mom and dad yep. against um, the Colts for against the Colts for uh, mm-hmm. the uh, the infamous Bills snow game. So um, we'll be interesting. Definitely, will be interesting to see. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm not sure. It, it'll just be time will tell how much snow comes during the game. Yeah. So I'm I'm pumped for it. Obviously, our first. It'll be cool. It'll be an awesome experience. 
our first primetime game in this matchup since I've oh, been in right. the league. That's right. Um, so if if we got snow and it was just a, a snow globe, it would be even cooler and another uh, memory that that you and I will be able to share uh, along with our listeners who follow so closely. Absolutely. Um, but last thing on the Ferguson Bowl, this is our grandmother's first time getting to make it to see both of us play on the same day. Yes. Going to be really, really cool. Um, obviously, she will be in a suite out of the weather because that would be unbearable. Yeah. Um, but I don't think she'd come back. No, no. Um, she actually, no. She was there last Ferguson Bowl. She and yeah. Granddaddy were there last year, right? Or was it just uh, Granddaddy? It was just Granddaddy. Okay, got it. I remembered Granddaddy. Okay, Granddaddy was there. She was not able to make it. Correct. Got it. Okay. Sorry for the confusion. No, this is awkward. Uh, I have one more thing that I want to hit before we uh, wrap it up. So as long as you are good. Let's go. Okay. I'm ready. Uh, as many of you know that have been following the podcast for a while, uh, Blake and I are huge, huge fans of the game of soccer. Uh, and as you may know, if you've been following, the World Cup has been uh, on for the past few weeks, um, almost a month now. And uh, the two semifinal games have been played. Argentina won yesterday. They beat Croatia uh, in regular time. And then France beat Morocco, the Cinderella story, uh, today 2-0 to advance to the final. So we got Argentina versus France in the final. Messi versus Mbappe, two Mm. of the best players on the planet at the moment. Messi, obviously, storied career. Mbappe is working his way there. Club teammates. Um, So I I am – this is probably the – I didn't want Brazil to make it. This is probably the best matchup um, I could have asked for in the final. I mean, these two teams were the second and third favorite to win the whole tournament uh, going into it. So this is – this is Brazil was first, I believe, to, to win the whole thing. This is prime, prime matchup right here. Um, yeah. So I want to hear your picks. Uh, I want I want to hear your picks and your prediction for who will win the final. And I will say uh, I am glad we are playing on Saturday because the final is on Sunday. So uh, Huge. Argentina versus France. At 10 a.m. Eastern on Sunday, on Sunday Let's go. morning, uh, who will you be cheering for and why? I'll be pulling for France. I'm a okay. I'm an Mbappe fan. Okay. Yes, I know. Uh, I also like Messi. I mean, who doesn't like Messi? Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with France. Um, I just I, I feel like that they have the um, the the most well-rounded team out of this entire tournament. I feel like that they've shown that throughout the whole um, throughout the whole time, group stage, knockout stage. 
and um, Giroud on fire, Mbappe on fire. Just seeing seeing the the field so well and uh, just creating so many chances. France did struggle at the end of the of the match today against Morocco. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were overloading um, that right side of the of the field and just were were um, were bringing it. So they could end up struggling against a, a heavy um, Argentinian attack. Argentinian, Argentine, 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 Argentinian, Argentine attack. Sure. Um, but certainly going to be a lot of fun to watch. I'm going to go France 2-1. Um, Giroud. Uh, does Giroud take their penalties? Who takes their penalties? Uh, Mbappe. Okay. Mbappe penalty. Giroud header off of a corner kick. To win the game. To win the game. Um, well, I am certainly glad you went first. Uh, because, and I'm also glad you picked France because, uh, I am the biggest messy cheerleader (laughs) on this podcast. Uh, I have been rooting for Argentina the whole tournament, uh, in games where the USA has not been playing. Uh, I want Messi. He has achieved everything possible outside of a world cup. And I just, uh, I have, uh, a group of buddies that I talk to group text, uh, that we talk about soccer all the time. And about half the group is messy stands. And the other half are for Ronaldo. And, uh, I just want, Messi to get that World Cup just to be able to hang it over the Ronaldo stands heads as they part their ways in a few years. Um, because this is both this is their last Dude, World Messi Cup has to, for either Messi one. has to come to Messi has to come to my um to Miami first before he hangs it. He, let's, let's he, he will, he will. I'm I'm saying for their national teams. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. Uh, Ronaldo, gotcha. this is theirs is their both of their last World Cups. Got um it. So that I, I I will be cheering hard for Argentina on Sunday morning. I uh, love your scoreline. I will all I will go. Uh, I think Argentina will win by one. I will go three two. Argentina. I think the firepower and attack for both sides. Uh, well, last World Cup final was France uh, Croatia, yep. and that final was four to two. Um, okay. So I think uh, I I think the attacks. We'll get it get the job done. Uh three two messy with a brace. Uh mm. maybe a penalty. Definitely an open uh play goal for Messi, but uh really hope he pulls it out. So all right. So so third place match, Croatia yes. v Morocco. Who are you taking? Uh, I'll go Croatia because I think they were still one of the best teams at this tournament overall. They, their their defense is fantastic, and Morocco has trouble. Yeah, I'm gonna go Croatia as well. Uh, it'll be a very low scoring game because Morocco, until this past match, was 
the the only the only goal that they had given up in the entire tournament was on an own goal. So that's um, correct. Will be will be a uh, might be a boring game to watch, honestly. Uh, Third place games of, are usually pretty fun though because uh, there's nothing to play for. I don't know that I've ever watched a third place match, if I'm being honest with you. Um, but I will be tuning in for sure to see yep. if Luka Modric and the boys bring home third place. But that is a That's wrap. All I, That's all I got. That is a wrap on this week's episode of After the Snap. Thanks again for joining us for our first SB Nation Finsider Buffalo Rumblings episode of After the Snap. We are pumped to be on board. Have had so much fun so far. Hope you will join us next time. We will see you right back here next week on After the Snap. Tales from two brothers who live life upside down. Cheers. Cheers. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.